This episode, we visit Joe Metheny's Magical Meat Hut to discuss some of the origins of the Sloppy Joe, both real and legendary. Then we talk about real-life heroin addict Joe Metheny, a man who carried out one of the most insane Sweeney Todd murder sprees that ever really happened. So have a seat, grab a sandwich, and remember, read the menu's fine print. Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town we all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. This one, it just kind of fell in my lap. I was I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, and then I saw a video, and I was like, holy crap, that is wild. And like I said, there's an urban legend that goes with it, so... Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Towns Over. I am Don. I'm Ruben. And we got a little quick one for you today because there's not a lot of background like to do all that. You know, let's delve into the history of the mind of this person. It's just literally this just happened. And uh, so we're going to get into that. So, to- Oh, so this is just one. This is just a thing that happened. Yeah. It's, Sweet. A, it's a thing that happened. And I just happened to find an urban legend that fit it. These are my favorite. Yeah. I love the ones that are like, this doesn't, and then it just happened. <laughs> so, uh, do you know the origins of the Sloppy Joe? The what? The Sloppy Joe? Sloppy Joe. I, I'm, uh, presumably some dude named Joe was real bad at cooking meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the official, and then there's the urban legend. Okay. Of how the Sloppy Joe came to be. What's the official? Uh, the official, you would ask that. Hold on. So, well... <laughs> Hold on. Well, hey, well, let's try again. Hey, Don. Let's leave all this in, by the way. Hey, Don. Uh, convenient question to set you up for a good segue to whatever you had written down next. So early mid 20th century American cookbooks offer plenty of sloppy Joe type recipes, though they do go by different names. Uh, toasted deviled hamburgers, chopped meat sandwiches, Spanish hamburgers, Hamburg a la Creole, beef m- marantan, and minced beef Spanish style. But uh, director of uh, Consumer Test Kitchen, Marilyn Brown, at Heinz in Pittsburgh, uh, says that their research at the Carnegie Library suggests that the Sloppy Joe origin lies with the loose meat sandwiches uh, sold in Sioux City, Iowa in the late 1930s and were the creation of a cook named Joe. So you were you were right. There. Pretty, pretty close, yeah. guys. He had a good sauce. Yeah. So uh, references to Sloppy Joe sandwiches began in the 1940s. Uh, one example from the uh, from Ohio is the 1944 Kashakton Tribune ad under the heading Good Thing to Eat Says Sloppy Joe's. Uh, Ten cents originated in Cuba. You'll ask for more. The Hamburg Shop. And elsewhere on the same page, Hap is introducing the new sandwich at the Hamburg Shop, Sloppy Joe's Ten Cents. The, the term Sloppy Joe has had an earlier definition of any cheap restaurant or lunch counter serving cheap food quickly or of any type of casual cooking. Uh, food companies began producing packaged sloppy joes in cans with meat or just the sauce such as the manwich 
by the 1960s. So the one I know about the sloppy Joe, because I'm you know from the South, we it's just the uh, the cheap lunch counter type food yeah. evolving into meaning that specific type of sandwich. Right. That's the one my mom taught me, you know, growing up. But like that's a whole that's a lot of interesting bullshit just there. Like <laughs> no, I mean dead. I mean dead. Dead ass. It's um. <laughs> it's really it's it's I like to see where these things originate and sometimes you you don't go you don't get it you just know that like well at this time people were doing something really similar called loose meat right <laughs> because gross <laughs> <laughs> and, and the and that some dude in fucking Iowa in the 1930s was probably named Joe we think <laughs> and like he was just real good at making this specific sandwich, and it got famous that way. That's so cool. That is the official story of the Sloppy Joe, but we hear it two towns over. We don't. We don't like that we nonsense. Don't like the official stories. Fuck so, official stories. We like ghosts up in here. <laughs> now I will tell you, there are no ghosts this week. I'm with that. Yep. Absolutely nothing for you to debunk. Nothing for you to get incredulous about. Nothing for you to say. Fuck you, Don. Fuck you, Don. Well. <laughs> <laughs> So, we're you gonna... had to know. You had to know I was going to do that immediately. So, instead, we're going to give you the urban legend of the origin of the Sloppy Joe. All right. So, again, this story actually does begin with a book. This named might Joe. be my favorite type of urban legend of this because, like, I like the ones where you can say it and somebody can be like, no, that doesn't sound right. But it's like, well, <laughs> it. Maybe. I'm just saying, maybe. By the time we're done today, the, the actual story, you might, yeah. you might know. Hit me. So, all right. So, again, it does start with a butcher named Joe. Okay. As all good stories must. He owned a diner with his wife, mm -hmm. um, who he loved dearly. Sure. He loved her so much. Well, one evening, Joe came home to find his wife having sex with his best friend. Nice. Joe went crazy. Of course. Uh, finding out about their affair this way. He yelled and screamed during their heated argument, and he killed them both. Well, a tale as old as marriage. Yes. So uh, he disposed of the bodies in a unique way by chopping them up and sending them piece by piece through his meat grinder. He did a Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Now, the next day, Joe called his dearly departed wife's parents and the parents of his ex-best friend. And invited them to dinner at his diner. I'm sorry. A better reference. He did a Tiger King, I guess, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskins. That goddamn Carol Baskins. <laughs> sorry, um, you're going to have to repeat that last sentence. Okay. So the next day, Joe called his dearly departed wife's parents and the parents of his ex-best friend and invited them to dinner at the diner. Okay. Okay. Gross. Uh, <laughs> there he told the two cheater told them that the two cheaters had run off together and left him a note telling him she wanted a divorce and that she has friends, that she and his friend were to be married. Joe served the uncomfortable and confused parents their dinner, ground meat and a special sauce on a bun. The meat had a unique flavor, one none of them had ever tasted before. His mother-in-law said, this is delicious, but it's kind of sloppy, Joe. Since then, Joe started selling Sloppy Joes at his diner. It's also the reason that Sloppy Joes are called Manwich. Hmm. The meat in the sandwich was made from the man and the witch who committed adultery and the horrible act of betrayal against the butcher. So that's yes, I was right. This is my favorite type of urban legend because 
it's plausible. <laughs> I, I don't think it's. I don't know where Manwich comes from. Actually, like you know, officially, right? Like the company Manwich. But like, so this is one where, unlike the Beatles, where the guy just took some random shit and was like, "This is fun." This one, this one is like, "Nah, this is like." Companies are named things for less. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's good stuff. I like it. All right. So, like I said, this story, I had never heard of this story, and it just kind of popped up in front of me. You know, that YouTube rabbit hole you get caught up in. Yeah. Um, I watched a video of someone who did makeup and, and talked about true crimes. And she was talking about another story that I was actually working on, uh, which is The Man Who Killed Halloween. The who? The Man Who Killed Halloween, which is another urban legend. That we'll is it like to. The Grinch, but worse? Yeah. It's like the Grinch stole Christmas, but this dude fucking killed Halloween, dude. And uh, but she did a video on that, and you know, of course, it fell it fed into my algorithms, and another video popped up. Yeah. And uh, I, I watched the video, and I was like, "Holy crap, that's crazy!" That's fun. So go ahead. I said that's fun. Uh, that that's it's good. So today we're going to talk about Joe Metheny. Okay. Okay. So Joe Metheny was born on March second, nineteen fifty-five, in the um. Baltimore area, Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, very little is known about his life, um, aside from what he is told, and all of that is up to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Speculation. Speculation, because his mother has basically denied everything he said about his gro life growing up. Okay. okay. So, Metheny grew up in the Essex, Maryland area, and according to him, he was neglected as a child. Uh, his father was an alcoholic who died in a car accident when he was six years old. Metheny, not his dad. Yeah. That would have just been crazy. But, um, and his mother neglected her six children while she worked double shifts outside their home. Metheny said that he had often been sent by his parents to live with some other families in foster-like arrangements when he was a child. Uh, again, mother completely denies this. Right. Does she deny the death of the father as well? No. Okay, no, that just, did happen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So sometimes with these con artist type dudes, you're you have to ask because you because you really don't know. Yeah, because sometimes they'll just say outlandish shit to get attention. So um, over the course of his life, Metheny made uh, many false claims, um, one being that his mother was actually dead, which, of course, she denies. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. That's good. So uh, she actually says that uh, although they were somewhat poor and that she had to work at, uh, had to work as a barmaid, waitress, and food truck driver, she gave her six children uh, a normal family life. She also said that they were never hungry, uh, they never became homeless, or they and they never relied on government welfare, and that they were never put into the homes of other families as Metheny had claimed. Right. Um, he probably stayed with his grandma for a week and overblew it. <laughs> Now, um, his mother also mentioned that he was an above-average student, always polite, but was never rude. She also recalled he frequently rode on his bike. She said he was smart and had a good childhood. If he was neglected, it was his own fault. It was a pretty good home. I don't know if you can say it's the fault of a child for being neglected. I don't know if that's how that works, but we're going to just continue <laughs> on. <laughs> um, when he turned 18 in 1973, Metheny joined the U.S. Army. Uh, his mother said that he had served in the army in Germany. However, he claimed that he served a tour in Vietnam. 
And that's where he became addicted to heroin while in the artillery. So they both say that he was in the army, but he says he went to Vietnam. Right. And she says, no, he was in Germany. Yeah. Okay. And he got addicted to meth, did you just say? No, heroin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not better. Not better. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) Uh, His mother said that she had no memory of him serving in Vietnam, and the circumstances of his service were reported as unverified in the press reports. Uh, Direct U.S. involvement in Vietnam had ended at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) After he joined the military, he rarely ever contacted his mother. Um, She said he just kept drifting further and further away. I think the worst thing that ever happened to him was drugs. It's a sad, sad story. Yeah. Okay. So that's really all we really have as far as his, his backstory, his speculation and, and, and just different stories. He was born in 50-something? 50 55, I think. 55. Yeah. So this guy is born in a time where people are already calling Sloppy Joes Sloppy Joes. Right. Right. All right. Let me Let me help you out. Don't worry about Sloppy Joe's from here on out. Okay. Yeah, it's we're just, just kind of related to the story. Yeah, okay, we're just making some, we're just matching up some stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. So even though his name is Joe Metheny, um, it, it's yeah. not, but you'll you'll see. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. So uh, so Joe Metheny's murder career stemmed from his family problems. I his... love it when you say murder career. <laughs> well, you're going to see. So... Um, uh, mostly, um, that his family, his wife took off on him. Uh There was a time when the future murderer was a simple family man with a wife and a son, but he and his wife did have some issues. According to the Baltimore Sun, Metheny spent the majority of the money he made from his low paying job as a forklift driver on three things, heroin, crack, Southern comfort, Southern comfort. Yeah alcohol ah yeah oh the brand the brand okay i thought it was a i thought it was an allusion to something else no um like whores did he mean whores (laughs) so it's pretty safe to assume that a family built around drugs probably wasn't the healthiest thing in the world that is probably yeah that's yeah uh uh-huh one night after working overtime as the tabloid the sun explains this giant methany by the way, he was six foot one and weighed five hundred pounds. Wow! Yeah, that's so. almost as much as I weighed. No, I'm just I'm lying. <laughs> I never hit five. He was actually nicknamed Tiny. You know, like of course he was. Yeah. Of course he was. I was just under the threshold for the nickname Tiny. <laughs> I got called things like Big Rube, but like never Tiny because I just I wasn't quite big enough. <laughs> There's a threshold. Ah. So you go from. Big whatever your name is Mm -hmm. to tiny to fat Albert level of like. (laughs) So you're not on my 600 pound life yet. Now that's when they start calling you fucking Bruce Bruce and shit like that. (laughs) Like, God damn, G. So according uh, according to the the son, um, he came home one night to an empty house. His wife had taken his then six year old son who would later wind up in foster care and bolted. So he also took everything. In the house. Yeah. So he literally came in from a late shift and there was nothing in his house, his wife and kid. Everything was just gone. Yep. Now, it's safe to say that he was not what you would call the most stable person. Yeah. I uh, I can imagine. If his record is any reflection of his personality, 
Uh, he had racked up a history of assault and disorderly conduct charges. Later, when he was sitting behind bars, he'd tell his attorney that all of his misdeeds stemmed from drugs and a traumatic childhood, but that couldn't explain away his behavior. See, uh, after discovering his new bachelorhood, Methany went on a hunting spree. Uh, you know, the way you looked at me, I don't think the the listener will be able to understand that he meant murder. Yeah. <laughs> so, Methany's wife was also a drug addict. I know. You're, you're what? Sure. Yeah. yeah. What? Most meth heads tend to... No way, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. He wasn't a meth head. He was a he was a He was a heroin addict and a crackhead. Yeah, you which, gotta, hey, I have some respect. I guess you gotta take one to counteract the other, because you take too much heroin, you gotta... I always up. thought it was crack and alcohol. Uh-huh. Well, I guess it's crack and heroin and cocaine and alcohol. I'm not sure yeah. how really dr- people do drugs, because <laughs> I don't... I've really, really ever done one of them, and it's not even really a drug. <laughs> It's just like I never understood the, uh, what is it called? The fastball? The thing that killed the speedball? Speedball. With the heroin and the cu- crack? Yeah, heroin and coke. How does that even. It, yeah. That makes it's no literally sense. Got, it's literally heroin and cocaine, and then you cook it into a crack rock. And then you smoke that. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Which are you trying to do? Are you trying to mellow out or are you trying to get hyped up? I feel like they want to see God <laughs> and fight him. I'm not sure. <laughs> like. So, uh, like I said, his wife was a was a druggie, and when she ran off, Methany had a pretty good idea of where to start looking for her, uh, since, after all, he'd been a user himself. Right. Ben, he still was, I'm well. sure. Um, so, according to records, he went to places he'd assume that she'd hide out, uh-huh. like halfway houses and such, and eventually landed on a bridge where, she'd, where she had been known to get her high on. I don't like saying that. That didn't sound you know, good. Where she had been known to get high. Thank you. Yeah. Under the bridge were two homeless men. Under the bridge downtown. I mean, as soon as I read that, I was like. Da, da, da. <laughs> anyway. Although the fact that you can pull Red Hot Chili Peppers does surprise me. But. Really? Yeah. I don't know. You're just a rap guy. So. I just listen to rap right now. I... Yeah. Um, so under the bridge were two homeless men who Methany thought knew his wife. Uh, when they also came... Red Hot Chili Peppers are very hip hop. You should, you, yeah, they're like a big thing in hip hop. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, everybody loves Red Hot Chili Peppers. They smoke weed and they sing about L.A. What what else do you need <laughs> in hip hop? I mean, that's basically East Coast rap in a nutshell. Singing Welcome to LA. L.A. We smoke a whole lot of weed. Also, guns though. <laughs> I don't remember any guns in the, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, that's the one thing that rap has that Red Hot Chili Peppers don't. Ah, Or maybe they do. I'm not really sure. So when Metheny asked these two uh, homeless men if they knew where his wife was, they said they didn't. In response to that, Metheny chopped them up with an axe and tossed them into the river. That seems uh, aggressive. <laughs> uh, How did he get both of them? Did he? I mean, that's fast. You got God damn, G. <laughs> I guess if you hit, like, both of them, like, really fast, you take your time chopping them up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like, but if I'm the first, the second homeless man, I'm going to start running, <laughs> and I'm going to run harder than I've ever run before. <laughs> and if he catches me, I guess that's, you know, kudos to him. Like, he's doing cardio or something. <laughs> well, 500 pounds. I don't think the man was doing cardio. Like, that's what I'm saying. 500 pounds? He's got to be doing something. <laughs> he's like... 
I think just the fact that his heart is beating is cardio enough for a 500 pound man. And he can catch a homeless man running from an axe murderer. That's <laughs> so. This uh, man is literally murdering people with an axe right now. Yeah. Where did he get the axe? I don't know. That's wild. <laughs> he just had an axe with, I guess, drugs, man. I guess yeah, drugs. You never know. You might have to chop something down and. You might have to break into a car yeah. or a police station. Who or knows? Or you may have to chop up homeless people. You might have to kidding. chop up a homeless dude or two, you know? It's a uh, u- all, all terrain utility utensil or whatever. So, so, shortly after murdering the homeless men. So, we're still on the same day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, according to The Sun, Methany lured a sex worker. The Sun, the paper? The newspaper. Okay. Yeah, the Baltimore Sun. He lured a sex worker to the same bridge with the promise of drugs. He asked for the location of his wife and son. She didn't give him the answer. So he raped and killed her. Uh, wow. <laughs> All right. This was just kind of funny before a little bit. I mean, I guess it's tragic, but like it's removed by a few decades. Well, this happened in 94. So yeah, we're it's... still about 20 years. Hey, bud. A 30. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I keep wanting to forget the the 2000s. Who doesn't? (laughs) But, uh, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's sad. So, uh, yeah. Awful. So, suddenly, in the course of this time period, Metheny had caught a taste for murder. Oh, cool. Good. He lured one more sex worker under the bridge. Well, finishing her off in a similar way before he was ready to move on, but he ran into a snag. What was the snag? The police? A fisherman was nearby. Get the fuck! (laughs) And the killer feared that he may have seen him hiding a body, so he beat him to death with a steel pipe. Jesus! So five people in one day. What? (laughs) What the That's not even a serial killer. That's a mass murderer. (laughs) All of these murders happen within a seven-hour time span. Holy shit. In all, it's believed according to the, another... How did he even find two... Se- what? I don't know. I'm wondering, how, did he change clothes in between? That's what I'm thinking. He chopped up two homeless dudes, <laughs> took a fucking shower, and then... What? Because uh, he could... Because... Wow. <laughs> I guess the combination of crack and fucking heroin does wonders for your ability to get shit done. Yeah, and leaves you smelling minty fresh, too. Apparently. (laughs) So, okay. In all, it's believed, according to another newspaper, that Metheny killed at least 10 people, most of whom were either sex workers or homeless. On that day? No, 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 no. Okay. he He had gone from what had been crimes of passion to now... Now he's a serial killer. Correct. Okay. I don't know if you can call them crimes of passion. That seems too sustained. Yeah. So after Joe Metheny was over his first few killings, which could possibly be categorized as crimes of passion, he began to kill for what seemed like sport. In reality, the rage that's believed to have driven Metheny to those first crimes should have worn off after he realized he just chopped up some guys with an axe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like the first time, it should have been one dude. He should, if it, he was really passionately killing, mm-hmm. it one, maybe both of them if the other dude attacked instead of running. But like, after that, you don't chop up the bodies. No. That's a thing that you only do when you meant it. 
for real. <laughs> like, that's some mafia shit. <laughs> so, um, now, this, this actually took place over a course of a few years. All of these murders happened in the first day. He was actually arrested for the murder of the two homeless people, but eventually was released due to lack of evidence. So, yeah. The other bodies, he had ended up weighing them down and throwing them into the river. The fishermen and the two sex workers. He'd end up throwing them in the river, and they were never found. Wow. Yeah. But he was arrested for the murder of the two homeless people, but again, was released due to lack of evidence. Wow. So, we're going to do something a little bit different here. Uh, Did he ever find his wife? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, shit. What we're going to do is we're going to actually read his confession. Okay. Uh, we're gonna, it's gonna Remember, have... this is a man who lies about mm, literally everything, apparently. So, so we're gonna, it's going to be a little bit of backtracking because he gives a little bit of his life uh, beforehand. To start out, I will tell you about myself at the present moment, which is locked up. I'm 48 years old. I weigh about 450 pounds, and it's not all fat. I've been locked up for almost eight years now, but when one has been sentenced to a couple of lives without parole sentences, the time doesn't matter anymore. I have no problem with being locked up, for no one put me here but myself, and I deserve to be right where I am, right where I'm at, because I had 12 law-abiding jurors that told me so in a couple of different cases. I was only convicted of two murders and one kidnapping for the one that got away. I got 50 years for her. The first murder where I was sentenced... Say that again? He was convicted for two murders, uh-huh. and then kidnapping for the one that got away the one that ended up with him getting caught okay yeah she he he brought someone to kill and then she got away okay all right and he got 50 years for her the first murderer sentenced to life without parole the second one they get they gave me was the death penalty um i sat in maryland's death row for three years and then they overturned my sentences and gave me another life without parole and sent me down here for the rest of my life i killed seven people Three men and four women. Two men I chopped up with an axe under a bridge in South Baltimore. I was found not guilty for them because could, they couldn't prove I did it. Under that same bridge, I also killed two women and one man who was fishing, who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I weighed their bodies down and put them in that river. I showed the police where I put them about three years later, but they couldn't find them, so they could not charge me for them. My murder rampage started out as, a re- as revenge, but ended up as a passion for the taste of blood and the overwhelming sense of power one gets for taking the life of another. Damn. That's some medieval shit. <laughs> it all started back in July of 1994. I was at work. I was a truck driver. I was working overtime this one night. Then I got off and went home as I always did. But when I opened the door and turned on the light, I noticed that there was nothing there. My old lady had taken everything, including my son, and left me. Her leaving me was not my problem, but she took my six-year-old son with her. She was a crack addict and a worthless piece of shit. I would have paid her to get out of my life. All she had to do was take my son over to my mother's house, and she could have had everything else be gone. I found out about six months later she had moved on the other side of, moved on the other side of town and some asshole that had her out selling her ass for drugs. They got busted for drugs, and they took my son away from them for child neglect and child abuse. I had no chance of going to social services and trying to get my son back to do my part past due to my past criminal record. So I took it upon myself with the hatred I had for these two who lost my son to go looking for them. I'd found out from someone that they was going 
under the bridge and getting high with some homeless motherfuckers who lived under that bridge. I went under there looking for them. They were not there, but the two homeless motherfuckers they got high with them were down there. They were passed out on some old stinking mattress, and that's where, I, that's where they were when I left, except they were dead from being chopped up. That same night, I lured, I lured, lured, oh, lured, lured, lured the first crack whore down under the bridge. I got her high and was trying to get information out of her about my old lady's whereabouts. She acted like she didn't know, so I beat the hell out of her and raped her ass, then killed her. This man has no remorse. No, not at all. I put her in some bushes and went and lured the second bitch down there. I did the same to her as the last one, but as I was about to throw her in the bushes with the other one, I noticed an old black man down by the river fishing, looking back up at me. I grabbed a steel pipe that was laying by and ran down on him and laid his head wide open. So I put the two girls and him in the river and weighed them down with rocks. That was a very busy night for me. Five murders within seven hours. I washed up in that river and cleaned up. So I guess he didn't wash up in between. Jesus. So Holy shit. So they were just desperate for some drugs, apparently. God damn. That or he's a remarkably clean murderer. Maybe. I don't know how you clean up after... Chopping two men up with an axe. That's what I'm saying, Don. That seems like splashing is inevitable. Yeah, you would think, you know, unless he did it slowly. Like, No, no, I don't think, I feel like the liquid, I feel blood, I feel like it would splash even still. <laughs> There's no telling. So, uh, two and a half weeks later, I was arrested and charged with the murders of the two men I chopped up. I spent close to 18 months in Baltimore City Jail waiting to go to trial trial lasted one week and i was thrown out of it was thrown out of court due to lack of evidence i was free again i went back and talked to my old boss into giving me back my job at the pallet company there was a little trailer on the property so i told my boss to let me stay there and i could keep an eye on the place he agreed to this and gave me the keys to the front gate and main building the company was on a dead-end road and was very isolated it was perfect for what i wanted to do I lured two more. I can't say Lord. 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 It's good enough. Whatever. I lured two more crack whores up there to my trailer. I killed and butchered their bodies up. I cut the meat up and put it in some Tupperware bowls, then put it in the freezer. I buried the remains in several shallow graves in the little woods behind the company. Over the next couple weeks, on the weekends, I opened up a little open pit beef stand. I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches. And why not? They were very good. The human body tasted very similar to pork. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. Everything was going pretty good until I ran out of my special meat. So I lured another bitch up there to my trailer. I got her in there and started to rip her clothes and knocking the hell out of her. She was screaming, but there was no one around to hear her except me. And I just kept laughing at her. I turned around for a split second and that was my mistake, for she ran out the door before I could get to her. There was an eight-foot chain-link fence with barbed wire on top of it around the front of the company. There was a stack of wooden pallets next to the fence about ten feet high. That bitch scaled those pallets like a monkey and jumped the fence. Ran down to the main road where some guy in a pickup truck picked her up and took her to the nearby gas station where they called the cops. Well, I knew the cops were on the way, but I didn't run. I gathered up her clothing, grabbed the keys to the gate, and went out and opened it. As soon as I stepped out of the gate, a cop car pulled up. And the cop jumped out and pulled a gun on me and told me to get on the ground. And that's where it all came to an end. They took me down and booked me. 
She had told them that I said that I was going to kill her like the rest, which was true. They had me sitting in a little room down at Homicide, drilling me, damn near kissing my ass, trying to find out what I had done. They pulled me out of the city jail every day for one month, taking me back and forth between the company and the bridge. Had them going crazy over the company digging up the remains of those two bitches there, because I had their remains buried in seven different holes. The only thing I feel bad for about in any of this is that I didn't get to murder the two motherfuckers I was really after. And that's my ex-old lady and the bastard she got hooked up with. Well, that's my story. Horrible, but true. So the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see an open pit beef stand that you've never seen before, make sure you think about this story before you take a bite of that sandwich. Sometimes you never know who you may be eating. That is, this is what I wanted. <laughs> so yeah, he was, I wanted this. I wanted, I want our listeners to never eat a sloppy Joe again, because <laughs> you know, at least not from a food truck, because you know that motherfucker truly just murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. And he's having you eat the evidence. Mm-hmm. We got, hey. On Boone Street in Kingsland, <laughs> it's a place called Fat Joe's Barbecue. <laughs> you think I've ever eaten there? I sure haven't. I sure haven't. Yep. So that's the story. Uh, like I said, it was real quick, easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's why most black people don't be eating pork. That's not true. That's a religious thing. But <laughs> I, I don't eat pork for that reason. That and, and because like I don't want to know what human tastes like. I don't want to know. <laughs> you don't eat bacon like at all. At all, I haven't eaten bacon for a long time. Uh, see, I, I gotta have some breakfast sausage once mm-hmm. in a while. I like breakfast sausage. I'll I'll eat a breakfast sausage once a year on Christmas morning. Yeah. Literally. No, see, I like my sausage with muffins, but. So, yeah, but yeah, I just, I heard that story and I was like, holy crap, that is just insane. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it, that's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's one of the dudes that he has no remorse. Oh, none whatsoever. At all. Clearly, just from the re- reading it, uh, reading the confession, it just truly, truly is horrifying. Yeah. But yeah, he had, I mean, there was zero remorse. And I'm going to show you a picture of the guy, and you'll kind of get the idea of it. Yeah, no, that dude is unhinged, certainly. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Big boy. I guess that's him in prison, because it looks like he's wearing like prison clothes. Yeah. Does not seem to have any remorse whatsoever. Doesn't seem like he cares. The upside is, is that he is dead. Uh, Yeah. He died in 2017. Um, They don't know. I don't think they ever said why. I think he just died of natural causes. Probably natural. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, with a body like that, you know, I'm sure that his blood was pretty much gravy. And that's coming from two uh, larger dudes. Yeah. But, like, nowhere near as large as this guy. Yeah, no. No. I mean, and if I saw this dude coming at me down the street, especially with an axe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I'd freak the fuck yeah. out. And for anyone who's wondering, the picture will be up on our Instagram page. Will it? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I actually haven't logged on to that in no, a no, while. No. That's 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 the talking tangents. I'm talking the two towns over. Which we we do we have one of those? We will. What? We will. We will. We will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It'll be the first one, you guys. Yeah. Actually, we'll keep up with it. Hopefully by then we'll have a, a social media. We you know, we're going to we'll get there. Yeah. 
we're working we'll, on we'll it. We'll get there. Don't rush me, okay? <laughs> I got shit to do. I got I got shit to take care of. All right, listen. My car was wobbling. I got that fixed. <laughs> now it's just my brain is wobbling, and I don't know what kind of mechanic to take it to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that 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 was funnier to me than anyone else. Anyway, I guess that's the I guess that's it that's for it. for this like one, said, guys. Short, that was, sweet, to the point. Yeah. You know, nothing fancy, no extracurricular audio visual aids or anything. These are the ones I like because it's like, this is a real world example of what may have happened. Yeah. But for the record, just remember that a man, which is our sandwich is a sandwich. Just remember that people in real life ate these sandwiches and didn't know it and did not know. Yeah. That's fucking freaky. Yeah. That's insane. I can't eat. Well, <laughs> Okay, some people freak out about other countries eating dogs and cats and shit. It's like, no, that some people we eat cows. India fucking doesn't get that. Yeah, it's the same shit. We don't understand people eating dogs and cats, but they don't understand us eating beef or whatever the fuck we eat. You know, that's a human though. <laughs> that's another person yeah. that looked. Ninety nine point nine percent of their DNA was the same as you, motherfucker. What? <laughs> like, and the thing is, what really scares me is I have a vivid memory as a kid driving down to Key West yeah. with my family. I was a kid. I was like in my early teens. but And we always went like through the sugar cane. We didn't take like the main roads. Mm-hmm. We took like the back roads because my dad was a truck driver. He knew all the back roads. Yeah. And I remember that there was this out of the middle of nowhere, there was like a, a side of the road lunch stand and they were serving breakfast. Yeah. And we ate breakfast there. Who knows? Who knows, man? I mean, this was in the middle of nowhere. Those eggs could have been from koalas or something. You don't know. <laughs> the were koala. The egg. were koala, man. They, they're, they're the drop bears. They're real. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah. Even, anyway, even after reading this, I still have to eat dinner. So yeah, that's the crazy part. Is now I have to eat something that isn't meat. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be a vegetarian for, for the, the next. Of- Two days. <laughs> well, let's not push it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know if I can eat that many salads in a row. <laughs> I got to have bacon bits, even if they're not real bacon. I oh, need bacon man. bits on my salad. Something I got to have something that is uh. pretend meat. <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, so, for anyone who was ever wondering, humans taste like pork. Yeah. Apparently, we taste like different pork but it's still pork yeah i don't know i guess we taste like dark dark meat or white white meat yeah whichever one is so we're the other other white meat. we're the other other white meat yeah gross (laughs) (laughs) oh that speaking of they we taste so much like pork that um in pirates of the caribbean the if you guys remember that when they're searching for jack on that island in the second one yeah and Will Turner, I know the Pirates of the Caribbean. It came out when I was like fucking thirteen. Okay, get out, get off my ass. I was a grown up, and I'm still like that with the movies. Listen, so, at least the first they two. were the first two or two and a half. They were very fun, but the other ones are bad. So <laughs> we all agree on that, at least. Um, the so anyway, they the guy he's taking him to the island, and he's on the boat, and he said, and he's interviewing people, and there's the montage of people saying, "No, I don't know where he is. Yes, I know where he is. He was off this, whatever." And the guy's like, there's an island where they sell delicious long pork. Mm-hmm. Long pork is what, in that era, they used to call human meat. For Sweet. real, in real life. 
like because there were islands of cannibals who would kill people and sell the meat to like Europeans and they would eat it on purpose. Also, uh, British people used to drink mummies. Huh? Yeah, they used to take mummies, grind them up into dust, and sell them to rich British people to drink as tea. That's why there are so few mummies left. Ew. Yeah, no, humans fucking suck. They're the grossest, especially rich ones. They'll do whatever the fuck they want, and it's always weird and nasty. Like, why? Why do you want to eat old dead people? I don't understand. I don't either. It can't taste good. It can't, right? It has to taste like mud or dirt. <laughs> it cannot taste good. I mean, ew. Yeah. Just, right. Can't. Correct. Uh, yep. My God. And on that note, I'm going to go get some pizza. Yep. And it's going to have only veggies on it. Yes. Yes. It's going to be wheat, bread, <laughs> grain-based products, vegetable-based products, and and dairy cheese only. <laughs> no, you can't even do that. Humans make cheese. Yeah. No, well, they make milk. We make milk. But yeah. I feel like I would feel less. It would be, still be creepy, but it would be less bad than people. Actual mm. people. Like, you know. What I think is insane, and it just. Like, you me. can buy breast milk ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Like human breast milk ice cream. Why do we do these things, people? <laughs> Who know. wants it? Rich people again. Why? I don't fucking know. I don't understand caviar. I mean, and that's not even human stuff. What yeah. is it about fish eggs that make it so special? No idea. I mean, at no point did I ever, when I was a Boy Scout, did I ever gut a fish and see a thing of eggs and go, oh my God, that looks so good. I'm sitting there going, Ugh. I mean, I get fish... Pretty much every part of a fish is, like, really healthy for people. Like, it's super useful for your body. Um, so I get that people would want to eat, that. like, even their eyes. Like, the eyeballs of a fish are, like, high in protein or some shit, just like the rest of them. So I can understand people, you know, well, this thing lays eggs. Chickens lay eggs. We eat chicken eggs. Let's eat some fish eggs and see what that does. And then... Um, everybody else being like, nah, I don't know if I'm into that, but if you put it in a little dish and put a little silver spoon on that dish and charge me, I don't know, 35 times what it's worth. Yeah. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, well. So anyway, it's now dinner time. It's now dinner time. So in real life. So, you know, uh, um, bone Henry feet (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) Thank you for coming to the food district of two towns over. It's uh, um, it, just as creepy over here as it is everywhere else. Yeah. As we explore this town, um, we hope we do not get killed by a huge axe murdering cannibal. On heroin. On heroin slash crack. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for coming. Okay, bye. Bye.